So, and we are rolling. So, thank you for listening. My name is Tom, and you are listening to Abroad Madness. So, today I have with me yet another guest. So, can you introduce your like you know, yourself, like your name, where you're from, where are you currently right now, and what did you study? Actually, I'm actually interested. Like, I didn't. I don't think I know. <laughs> Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Andre. I'm from Lisbon, Portugal. I studied anthropology at right. Niigata University. Yeah, anthropology. We'll, we can discuss it yeah. afterwards. <laughs> right now, I'm uh, currently in Chiba Prefecture, yeah. like uh, in the Tokyo Bay area. Uh, and uh, oh, until okay. last Monday, I used to work in Tokyo. Now I'm just an unemployed piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my introduction. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you, you know, you you didn't get fired, so you no, volunteered. I, I, I quit. Yeah, right. But, you, I, but I'm still unemployed in the sense that I don't currently have a job. No, you're you're so, you're still like you're not an unemployed piece of shit. You're an un- unemployed person with a pride, <laughs> or like I don't know. Oh, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. Whatever Someone you need prideful. to say to make me happy, whatever. <laughs> no, but I mean, wait, anthropology. Yeah, so anthropology technically means the study of human beings, but right. it's like a mix of studying like cultures and ethnography. So like. Uh, for my research, I went to like rural parts of Niigata and we okay. interviewed people about some social issues. It's kind of like sociology, mm. but a little more uh, focused on like the big topics and not so much like teenage pregnancy, which is like a, a topic that like would be studied in sociology, you know. Uh... But it's still more like in the culture, cultural, like and humanity, like humanities kind of like studies. So it's it's not like as many people think it's not archaeology, <laughs> right? Like because when you first talk about anthropology, my brain just immediately goes to like you know the study of the body, maybe a different different thing. But I'm yeah. like, wait, what? You know, my brain just like just shut down right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be it could be related to the body and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it could be about how some cultures treat the body, like how they perceive it, how they use it for like some sort of like ritual or like for example um how different cultures uh approach touching like you know like in south america for example hugging is very common but in japan it's like taboo like you cannot yeah. hug random people yeah don't so touch me. that could be a topic in anthropology for sure like how different cultures treat the body for sure yeah. oh. it's terrible like in the in this time of covid it's terrible because Anthropology basically depends on fieldwork where you go and interview people. Yeah. And I assume a lot of people right now with COVID, they don't want to meet random strangers. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it's really hard to do anthropology right now. Like I'm, you know, currently Googling what I can find, like, you know, just three second Google. Apparently like anthropology is the study of what makes us humans. Okay, that's that's a really good definition. Yeah. You can absolutely <laughs> you can use that in the future. I'm gonna pretend that I came up with it. <laughs> It's good. So, wait, what made you want to study anthropology? Because I don't think it's a very common topic or a common like a yeah. major to take. As and, you know, from my point of view, at least no, I don't think I've ever met anyone besides you who actually studies this subject. Yeah, I don't think it's that common. But at the same time, the topic that anthropology can deal with 
they are usually quite general and most people have some idea of what those topics are. Yeah. And so basically I had a topic and I wanted to do research on that. Mm -hmm. And basically I just had to look up like uh, some fields that could help me doing that research. Yeah. And also I went to Niigata University through the embassy, like with the scholarship. Mex so I also needed JASA? Yeah, the MEX. Ah, the okay. MEX. Yeah, scholarship. So I needed to have an advisor even before I came to Japan, right? Right. And one of the advisors who said that like I could do research under his supervision was a professor of anthropology in Niigata University. Ah. So that helped. Like because I could have also through like sociology, for example. Right, right. It would be possible. But I got an okay from an anthropology professor. And that helped me, like, uh, getting into the area as well. It's, it's like, it's so general that anyone who has, like, a basic idea of humanities, if they do the right readings, they can uh, they can become fluent in, like, the jargon, like, very easily. It's not so difficult. Yeah. Wait, what made you want to study this, you know? So, like, I was doing research on these, like, discriminated communities in Japan, like, historically oh, discriminated. Wait, did you have, like, a, di sorry, like, did you have, like, a different major before anthropology? Yeah, my, my major, like, when I was doing my bachelor's, it was called Asian Studies, which is basically, like, white people studying Asians. <laughs> no. Well, no. kind of no, true. Sorry, no. Yeah, it is kind of true, because, yeah. like, most people in Europe, in Europe, they have no idea about Asia in general. So right. it was, like, interdisciplinary, like, uh, history, languages, mm -hmm. culture, some economics, I guess. Right. Just for people who had no idea about Asia, they could like go into business, they could go into diplomacy, whatever, and have a basic grasp of uh, East Asia, China, Japan, Korea, maybe Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Singapore, all the ASEAN countries, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, like what you do in your master's degree is pretty much up to you. In my case, I wanted to stay in the humanities, so I, I went for anthropology. But I know people who went to like, to, like uh, they went to do like these business programs, MBAs. Yeah, yeah. Others, they became teachers like english teachers or portuguese language teachers whatever but uh but yeah so it was a different major but at the same time it was related it was giving me like the all the basic knowledge that i needed in order to come to japan and you know do the interviews in japanese and write my thesis in japanese as well you know all of that were you super into like coming to japan because you know you started mm -hmm. you're from portugal so you just took this eight like, wait what's that called again asian studies it was called asian studies yeah, yeah so you took asian yeah. studies and you learned i guess a lot of lang other languages besides japanese right? we yeah we did too um i did chinese and japanese mm -hmm. and in the beginning i was most i was more focused on chinese and i even got a scholarship to go to china at the same time i got a scholarship to go to to, to tokyo at the time like one year yeah and because like I, I thought like to myself that like Japan was so much more expensive and my uh, family is not rich or anything. So I thought, well, I can always go to China by myself with my own money, but Japan is so expensive that I should really, you know, take this opportunity. And so I ended up going to Tokyo for one year. 2013, I went for one year. I studied okay. Japanese in Tokyo and then I went back home and I was working there for like two, three years before I went to Niigata for the math. Oh. But yeah, so I wasn't really like, I want to go to Japan, so I'm going to do these Asian studies. No, I, I, it was like, I did Asian studies, and then there was this opportunity. I took it up, and then I kind of fell in love with Japan after coming to the country. And now you've just been stuck here ever since. 
I've been here for oh yeah, almost seven years. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I think you are also. The, wait, did, when did you come to Japan again? First time was 2013, yeah. and so, then he got the. I think it was like late 2016. So next year should be like almost seven years if you uh, put them together, right? Okay, okay. Because now because I was like just doing the math because I came in 2014 and never left. Basically stayed oh, here. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So you, almost eight years for you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just like oh, yeah. oh shit. I don't know what kind of math you were doing back then. But... No, it's just like you know, you sometimes you don't really realize like you've been here for quite some time, and then this is just make this is just gonna make us sound super old. It's just like you know, oh 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 oh, I've been here for ten almost ten years or yeah. some shit. Like I was born in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> like a grandpa. Yeah, I mean, currently you are one of the few people that I'm like, oh my god, you you can speak like more languages than I do. Well, I don't like to say them all because some of them I just speak them so badly. I don't yeah. really like to own up to it because like if if someone asks me, you prove you can speak it, then I'm like fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but like basically, my my mother tongue is port like European Portuguese. Yeah. Then I also speak Spanish because it's so similar. Yeah. And then I did French in like middle school, but I'm I'm really not good at it. Like I can read and like watch movies, whatever. But when I speak it, I sound like a five year old. <laughs> then well, I then I obviously fine. I speak I speak English, yeah. Japanese, and Mandarin Chinese, which like... is also not as good as it should be. But yeah, those are like the six that I like to say. And then like I'm I'm studying Polish at the moment. Ah, wait, what, and I, uh, I I have zero Polish friends, and I've never been to Poland. And with COVID, I don't think I'll be going anytime soon. <laughs> wait, what? What made you want to study Polish? Like basically, like everybody says that Polish is super hard, so I wanted to take up the challenge. <laughs> You're just like fuck it. I've already done the hardest one: <laughs> yeah, like, Chinese, yeah, I'm, Japanese. I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna eat Polish dumplings, and I'm gonna eat like all the random sweets just to prove that I can do something that's physical. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, no, also yeah. like basically it was like like when I started my job two years ago, almost two years ago, like I had a lot of free time that I couldn't use as I wanted. You know, like the time on the train, uh, uh, yeah. the one hour break, you know, every day. Like it's your time technically, but you can't really do everything that you want to do with that time. Right. So I started doing a lot of like language apps, like uh, apps to learn Polish or I was reviewing my Chinese or whatever. Mm. That's one of the reasons why I started learning. Like I had to choose a random language just to use up that time and it, it, ended up, it ended up being polish and now i have like a ton of polish books and my instagram is in polish like the interface i <laughs> see wait what <laughs> well, i don't yeah, think i, I realize it yeah i changed the interface so like you, you don't see it but ah, like, for you I, for you if i yeah if i upload a screenshot of it you'll see it's in polish and ah. whatever it's random it's completely random choice also i like i'm a really big fan of like of uh Soccer or football, if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite players is from Poland, uh, Robert uh, Lewandowski. Like, he's one of my favorite players ever. So that helps as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, oh, but, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't think I've met any Polish people in Japan either. So, like, why Polish? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, why Polish? Because, like, yeah. I mean, most usually when people are like, at least from my situation, people are like, oh, you already know. Japanese and I know Chinese so I'm like you know the third and obvious choice would just go to Korea you know just study the whole tree and then like I can be you know I've done some Korean in the past but like when I went to Korea like 
sorry to my Korean friends, but I, I didn't really like the country that much. Like, it was fun, but it didn't make me feel like I, I should learn more. Like, uh... all the young people I met there, they spoke really good English as well, and that helped. So if I were to study another Asian language, I would probably do Cantonese, just because I already have the characters, right? And Cantonese just sounds so cool, and they speak it in Hong Kong, which is a great place. <laughs> so... I would go with Cantonese Wait. if I had to. So I actually have one. a friend who, like, I recently know, and then he said, like, he wanted to study, like, Cantonese. And then, like, I know some Cantonese from, like, yeah. l- looking at a lot of like, Hong Kong dramas back in the days. Like, yeah. they always put, like, the police ones. And I still re- remember there's a lot of police. And then doctors, not sure why. I would just remember words from it. So like now, if you were just like, you know, sit in front of me and just like start talking in Cantonese, I can pick up a few words. But then when I try to like speak back, I'm like, heh, heh, heh. It's somewhere in your brain. You still have those, like that uh, passive information. It's still stored somewhere in there. I get also get it confused with like, uh, I would I say Taiwanese so that people understand. But it, I call, uh, we back in Malaysia, we call it Hokkien. Yeah, like from Fujian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. You're someone who can yeah, speak Chinese. Just means, yeah, just means Fujian. Yeah, yeah right. Hokkien. <laughs> so, um, in my area, like, you know, in Mal- Malaysia, it's like sp- kind of for the Chinese, like the language, like the, uh, what's that thing? Dialect. The dialect yeah. is kind of split into two. So, from like middle to the top where I'm from, it's more focused on Hokkien. And then from the yeah. middle to the bottom, it's more focused on Cantonese. So if you actually go to like uh, Kuala Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur, yeah, KL, a lot of people will just be like start speaking to you in Cantonese. So like you know any Hong Kong people, any people from like that area, like from like Kanto, uh, don't assume that people can't understand you because we can, <laughs> and we can understand you yeah. pretty well sometimes. I think. Yeah, and if you know, if you're from like uh, I guess Ta- like uh, what Taiwan or like Hokkien, if you go to like my area or go to Penang, everyone would be like shouting in Canton, like in, in Hokkien, and just be like, "Kwami Kwa" something like that. Yeah, I remember going to Taiwan and like in in the Taipei Metro. I remember they had the announcements and like they had in like Taiwanese Mandarin, then they had it in Hokkien and yeah. English, of course. It's quite nice to hear it. Also, like. Singapore, it's also quite nice to hear the Singapore Metro. Like, they have the four languages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, wait. Yeah, for... English, Chinese, Tamil, and uh, Malay, right? Yeah, I think even in Malaysia, they sometimes do it. Not, I mean, I haven't taken the Metro before. Like, you know, my area is just like, you just go by, go everywhere and anywhere by car. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. But... It's definitely, you know, you have like three languages on like the signboards, signboards, sometimes four. And yeah, it's definitely a pretty special, I would say. Like some, not, it like is not for Japan. Sure, yeah. Japan only has yeah. Japanese and also sometimes, sometimes English. Or it's just English because like, you know, yeah. it makes sense. It's a shame like in Japan, like they have so, they had so many dialects, but like right now, I think like, Younger people don't really speak them. Right. It's right. usually just like random grandma somewhere. Maybe they might still speak it. But even in Okinawa, where like it was supposed to be a separate language, but the Japanese influence was so big that like you won't hear anyone speaking like the local languages. Just speak Japanese with a like slightly different accent. <laughs> kind of like unfortunate, but right, right. Because that's I how it goes. 
I love dialects. I, I use the Kansai dialect sometimes, but I'm not really sure where I picked it up. I, I have this one friend. So like, yo, I went so back. You had a friend from like from Osaka or something? I don't or? think he was from Osaka. I think he was just like, uh, he's not even from Kansai, but I, I think this is actually kind of close to Kansai. So I just say Kansai. But I think he was from Niigata, Fukuoka, to, to, Toyama. Toyama. Yeah, he's from Toyama. Yeah, it should be like a different dialect. Yeah, like, yeah apparently uh, he some lives... Some sort of like a Hokuriku kind of... Yeah, so he lives really close, like not really close, he lives in the mountains, te- technically. So he had a really, really strong accent and then usually when, you know, when you're in university and you have a bunch of pe- young people coming through, people do, do you try to like, you know, tone down their accents? You know, the moment they get on the plane or they get on the bus to go back to their hometown you can hear like the accent coming out from them like you know the dialect coming out from them but my friend was like the only person who did not hide it and then i would always you know just listen to it and be like oh this is how you use it and i'm someone who i like repeating a lot of stuff i think that's how i actually learn you know a lot of my languages i just i listen to it and i repeat it a lot and i'm not ashamed of using it you know some people are like oh what if i made a mistake no, but that's the secret. That's the secret. Like, you sh- I mean, you shouldn't impersonate other people as in like their personal traits, but you should try to mimic how they speak. And that's really the way to go. Like, if, you, if you're not afraid of making mistakes, you'll like make it much faster than someone who's always afraid to, you know, say the wrong thing or mess up the grammar a little bit, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah, I think your approach is like 100% correct. Like the right way to go. Sure. I, I just do it because I just think it's, you know, some people do it because they are, you know, they want to learn shit. Like they want to, you know, I want to be fluent in this language or something. I think like the moment I started learning English was, it was more of like the people in the drama. Like, you know, I used to watch Disney Channel a lot. And they were like, I guess like the, yeah. the ones that I can think out of my brain, it's like Wizards of Waverly Place. And I used to love it. Yeah. It's so fun. I, I think I remember that show. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Maybe I was a bit a bit too old to watch it. Uh, I remember yeah, yeah. seeing the maybe the commercials, like yeah. the ads for it, like every now and then. But I don't really remember what the show was. About. It's just it's just about <laughs> wizards, and then this the, like Selena Gomez was uh, was one of the main act main uh, actors, and so yeah. she would always be like really like kind of like lazy, kind of be a procrastinator, and I'm like I want to be that. <laughs> I want. I was like I I want to learn from this American chick. <laughs> You know, I want to be yeah, like would that. Would you say it was like mi- mission accomplished or? <laughs> kinda, kinda. I mean, I learned the language, how to be a little bit of a little bit sassy. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sorry for making yeah. you spit out the water. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was yeah. perfect. You know, every podcast should have, should have at least one spit take. <laughs> but uh, I mean, for me, like learning English was like basically watching The Simpsons. Ah, yeah. Me, yeah, me yeah. and my brother, we used to to watch The Simpsons, also South Park, like a lot of like American comedies. That I was way too young to understand the real jokes. You know? Yeah, we were. I was watching like at six or seven years old. I was watching The Simpsons and South uh, Park. Later, like watching Family Guy, all oh, those shows. And, oh, I, and that's how I picked up English. And then my teacher would hate it. Like, like my Portuguese teacher in school like she would hate that like i would use all these like slang words that were not proper uh, so she would scold me like yeah, you shouldn't say those words those words are not cool or they're not they're like, not right uh, no they are fine. cool they're, they're, yeah they are cool like yeah she would say like she would say stuff like 
swearing is not cool, <laughs> which is like the most uncool thing you can say. That just sounds but, uh, sort of like you know, from from our perspective back then, you're like you're just old to you're just old to understand yeah. this shit, but. I mean, but now I understand it. Like she had a, she had a duty. Like she had to teach the kids. And if the kids started swearing in English and one of the parents picked up, she could be in trouble. So she had to kind of like protect her position. Yeah. So I totally understand her decision now. But still, that was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, you're like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I mean, you, Which you. I didn't say. I didn't say it, of course. Oh, serious? I mean, like I assume yeah. from like South no, Park. No, no I. I <laughs> No, I thought I thought it like uh, mentally. I had it in my. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would never say that. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm just curious. So, I mean, you said you watch like around seven and eight. So, yeah. And I would assume like when you go to schools and you you know your teachers are probably like、uh, the teachers from primary primary school. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Do they actually cane you when you were like a kid? Like not、oh, on like mean, the no, butt you... or something, just like the hand. Oh no no! I mean, that probably happened in my dad's generation. Like、oh. maybe people growing up in the '60s or the '70s. Yeah, absolutely. But in my generation, so I'm a '90s kid, and no, that that was not allowed anymore. No,、uh, like I'm a '90s、yeah. kid, and in Malaysia, that was the usual thing. <laughs> oh, I see. So yeah, a so, bit of a time gap. Yeah, yeah. apparently, like twenty years of time gap, like twenty,、yeah. thirty years. So basically, like, Portugal has a very like clear. Division in history because like up until seventy four, it was like a dictatorship. Ah,、uh, yeah. And in the dictatorship years, like school was like very strict.、Um, it was like Catholic school, and they would cane kids, and like you couldn't be left-handed as I am. Like I'm left-handed,、um, and you couldn't be left-handed because that was like related to being like、uh, possessed by the devil or something. <laughs> Makes、no、because、sense. like it's really stupid. Like there's like this like Bible thing where it says that like Jesus sits at the right of God. But it doesn't say who's at the left of God, so they say that like the left hand is the devil, <laughs> and so if you were left-handed, like you would be like、uh, possessed by demons or something. So you couldn't be left-handed until seventy-four, <laughs> and then like there was like a revolution, and all of a sudden, you know, people had like more rights than they used to to have.、Uh-huh. And I believe the canning kids and everything it still went on for a while, but right. After the '80s, I think they stopped doing that, and it became like super illegal to do it. So if, if a teacher did it, which some still did,、uh-huh. then they could get in trouble with the law and get, lose their like teaching licenses and everything.、Uh, I think that was that was the case for my brother's situation because that I think right now you can't like in Malaysia you can't do it. If you do it, you know, like us, like the '90s kid and the '80s kid,、yeah. like you know, our we're not kids anymore; we're adults. And those adults have babies. I still, I still say '90s kids, okay? I know. I'm, I still、I'm、say almost, it too. I'm almost thirty, but I don't care. I yeah, fuck、it. that shit. I fuck that shit. But then the Backstreet Boys were the best band. No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do, do still think it's cool. It's back to the whole caning, like you know, like the only reason I, I'm, I still, I'm still pretty impressed that you didn't swear at your teacher, even though you had, like, you know, you watch South Park and then there's no caning. I'm like, what was holding you back? <laughs> What was holding you back? Yeah, I feel like the worst thing I ever did in school when I was little wasn't swearing. Was like I got scolded because of something, and then I just threw like this、uh, this glass. I had like、uh, a full glass of water. Like、uh, we used to have glasses of water for some reason. Right. It was like an actual glass. Oh, okay. And I threw it in, 
against the wall. So it, they just broke up in like million pieces and the teacher was like super distressed. Oh my. She was <laughs> even like, oh, you awful thing. It was like, oh my. But she, was, she was so distressed. Mm. And then I never did it again. <laughs> but that was pretty much as bad as it got. Like I wasn't really that poorly behaved, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I was probably a good kid. But then I got caned a lot, <laughs> like the hands. Wow. Why? Because our grades were bad or like we didn't do our homework or like, you know, we kind of, we just, our grades were bad. <laughs> That's it. Just, just for grades? Gee, Asia. Come on, Asia. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I mean, I want to I say that's wrong, but at the same time, you see all those like, you know, like those kids, like 80-year-old kid is like world's best gymnast. And I think maybe... Maybe it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to promote it. I'm just saying. I mean, definitely. Question. <laughs> I mean, like ex- exactly. If, uh, like that's why. Like I was just surprised if I were a kid, and I watched South Park, and like there was no caning involved, I would probably be swearing at my teacher. <laughs> you know. Because... What you're saying is like I wasted a good opportunity for swearing. Basically, <laughs> you wasted a good <laughs> South Park opportunity. You could have re- relief, relived that South Park moment, but you couldn't. You didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, I wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember, like you know, back then uh, we got cane more when we were primary students. Like you know, back uh, when we were like younger than twelve. And then as we got older, they just didn't, like, you know, they just didn't cane us as much. And then the whole generation kind of, like, the whole system, the whole vibe of, like, parents, students, and also teachers kind of just changed. It felt like the teachers were really, really the underdogs. And then the parents are always, like, you know, have the upper hand. They can sue the teacher as as much as they want. And then the students, like, you know, they see this. The students, like, you know, kids see everything. So they are like, oh, so... The teachers can't do shit to me. So they start revolting, <laughs> revolting against the teachers. Some of them, some of them. I feel like that happened in a lot of countries. Like at some point, like the, the parents used to agree with the teacher's yeah. assessment. So like if the teacher said like the like little Billy is being bad at school, whatever. Right. They would scold little Billy. But yeah. now like little Billy says, oh, I got a, like a bad grade. And then the parents go talk to the teacher and say, why did you give a bad grade to me? And right, I feel like right, right. that happened in so many places at the same time. It's uh, yeah. weird. Maybe it's an internet thing. I don't know. But at some point, it became like so common. Like you hear it all the time. Right. Which is like, I mean, I'm not a teacher, so I don't really care. But it seems like the right position would be somewhere in the middle right, where the right. teacher is, is not like a monster. But at the same time, the parents also kind of respect the teacher. That seems like a good like compromise, I guess. I mean, it's pretty like hard i think it's because like there are less kids right now and the parents actually do give a fuck about the kids more well no, good point <laughs> <laughs> you know parents back th- i mean i'm not saying my parents didn't care like i was i used to be so scared like you know the moment the like you know my mom or my dad they trust the teacher more they're like they're teachers they know more than i do that's why they're teaching my kids but then now i think it's more of like uh, you have more successful people and then they're just sending you, you know, they're sending their kids to the school, to schools. And then 
in their mind, they still think that they are better than the teachers. You know, some of some of the teachers maybe just graduated from their bachelor's, but then the, the dad of like you know some par- like some parents would be like, oh, he's he graduated with masters, he graduated with PhD, or he's like a CEO of some places. So I guess that's where like the balance kind of got shifted. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So basically, what happened was like uh, before being a teacher was like a privilege where right. like. Someone was lucky enough, they finished high school, they finished university, mm-hmm. and then they taught out of school. Yeah. And nowadays, like pretty much everyone just gets a degree of some sort. True. <laughs> so there are good teachers as well, but a lot of people, like, they don't think of teaching as their first choice. Right, and, right. But they might end up, like, teaching at a public school or something. So, yeah, absolutely. I think your take on it is completely right. should yeah. be something like that. I still kind of, I still kind of remember like the time when I was K. You know, I I used to do this like be <laughs> a bunch of friends. So, you know, when we when we were being K on the hand, what our I guess six like a twelve year old brain was thinking like, oh, if I make my hand thicker, you know, my skin the the skin on my hand thicker, I you know it wouldn't have hurt so much. So what we did, we just put glue, we got glue, oh. and just, we just like kind of put a lot of glue on it because glue like the glue will like uh, solidify and then thicken and then you know technically thicken our skin on the palm <laughs> so we would put <laughs> glue on our hand and just wait for it to you know, no it can't because you know it definitely needs time to dry so we're kind of like okay we know we're gonna get cane <laughs> we're gonna get the <laughs> shit <laughs> so we do it like beforehand and then when the teacher is like okay like you did who didn't do it come out and like you know line up and we were like okay used to laugh like at during, it, yeah. during that time when you were putting glue on your hands couldn't you just have studied it was too late i don't know but <laughs> no, i see it, it was, was too late like, <laughs> it was after the exam but before the, the next one right probably yeah yeah like looking back now would you say that like what hurt the most was it the actual strike on the hand or the psychological you know, the effect of like, I'm going to be like beaten up again. And you, you're like, like looking forward to it. And like, you're scared of it. The psychological, psychological part was definitely traumatizing. Yeah. Oh, I see. So <laughs> like, you could have just put glue in your psychology, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's hard work. <laughs> Good old childhood. Yeah. You should change this podcast name to PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. I probably would. <laughs> any any PTSD you have from your childhood? Yeah. I mean, just watching South Park and not using all the swear words that I learned, you know. <laughs> Sorry for the cliffhanger. But as always, thank you for listening. This is Tom from Abroad Madness. And we will see you next episode. Bye-bye.